Hello, everybody. Yeah, it's the same day that I did the weekly energy podcast. I don't care. I am a projector, and when I have energy, I use it. <laughs> so, I pushed all this information and conglomerated it and whatever. It's taken a fucking week and all this. But today, right now, this is Grace Chronicles Chapter 1. Oh, my God. <laughs> I dyed my hair. <clears throat> um, I felt the need to have a video before I have a guest on. So I wanted to kind of talk about what was going on, what led up to this, whatever. So <clears throat> a couple months ago, I started getting, uh, having dreams about college, about my time at Grace. And um, that's kind of how everything really does start with me is dreams. It always has. Um, like when I was fucking 17 years old, I had a dream that my grandpa died and his glowy self came out of his body, went to my grandma, kissed her and said, I'm going home. Oh, he was with Jesus too. And said, I'm going home, Dolores. I'll see you when you get there. And then like disappeared. And I called my grandma when I woke up and she was crying and he died that night. So I don't know what the fuck is going on. All I know is that shit's weird and I pay attention to it. So I've been dreaming about college and it's been in so many different scenarios, so many different whatever. Like I just told um, Jeremiah, he's going to be the first guest uh, that I had a dream the other day that I was in the elevator. Like I lived in one of the buildings at Grace and I was in the elevator and it went up and then went sideways and like... I have to look up what the meaning is and everything and everything. It is clicking with what's going on. But um, I cannot believe the like, well, I mean, this does kind of play into part with like, if you listen to the weekly energy, whatever, it's that giddy excitement that I get. That like when I'm listening to like a true crime podcast, like there's a new morbid podcast on it and I'm so excited because I want to like uncover all of this information, whatever. Um, but this, it just, this is whatever. So that's what's happening. Well, I formed a group chat and it somehow ended up with a bunch of us that were very like-minded and it stemmed up to talk about why grace closed so i guess i just need to kind of like say somehow this is turning into a blog somehow this is uh a journey i don't know what's happening <laughs> so just flow with me but this is just me kind of like hanging out with old friends and talking about their experience through and how they got to Grace. And um, eventually I do want to do like a, like a, 
where, I don't know, I wanted to be like, where are they now? But uh, I feel like I need to just dive into grace right now. So, uh, yeah. Anyways. I guess I've kind of found myself giving Jeremiah a bit of a reading in the um, podcast that we did. So that was an interesting take because that wasn't even my life when I was at Grace, you know. Uh, but I'm just I'm going into this podcast with a completely open mind, completely intuitively held. Me. Okay. <laughs> But I'm enjoying it, and I'm having so much fun, and whatever. Uh, but the main, like, purpose of this is that I fucking realized that I joined a cult, and I had no idea. And my dad was right. <laughs> yeah. So, um... The college got shut down because uh, they lost lots of funding and attendance, mainly attendance, went way the hell down. And they ended up closing the doors on May of 2018. Uh, I'm going into this because I'm, uh, you'll, you'll see. In 2013, Grace made national news. Because they expelled a lesbian. There was so much sketchy shit going on around this whole thing. I ended up diving in. Like finding all of these like sources and whatever. And, like It's like USA Today and all, whatever. This woman got treated so dirty. And uh, I, I'm... I'm so mad for her and I like just reliving this I say reliving and because oh my god the things that you will find out but uh anyways I'm going to talk about her for a second. So she she was expelled they also after they expelled her sent her a fucking bill for like over $6,000 because of like loans and grants to be repaid because she didn't finish the semester. Such fucking bullshit. They expelled her. Fuck off. But, um, it, but in the USA Today article, it does say that she was kicked out and still had to do months and months of counseling, spiritual training, mentoring, and insisted on by the school after she was suspended. What? Nobody really, like, I couldn't find anything that really, like, talked about that. So, obviously... If somehow the universe aligns me to leads to her either seeing this or I do end up interviewing her at some point, I would fucking love that. But whatever. Why after? How fucking weird. Okay. But yeah, they put her on this like restoration uh, program thing. So... When I was reading reading about this and under like seeing like oh that she had to go to mentors and she had to go to like uh, I feel like I probably paved the way. 
<sighs> so <clears throat> I know that I, I believe that like my first, my first year at Grace was the Dean of Women's first year also. And I had so many things that were required of me to do. Like I, it, it just for the weirdest shit, like not like not saying how whatever one time I like decorated a mannequin head and I had to go to like bible study with these people that mentors and they were not mentors they were like the most homeschooled of all people whatever so I know what this girl went through and like I kind of love that Grace got shut down because of this. And I really hurt that she was forced through all of this. Because, um, Do your own research. I'm not going to say her name. Because, whatever. Um, But you can Google it. <clears throat> but yeah, they did her really dirty. Um... Oh, they also, like, wouldn't give her her transcript for eight months. There's all of that. Um, and then readmitted her to school um, in January 2012. Then just days later, she got a letter, like, fucking snail mail, saying, sorry, we are revoking your attendance. So they just were playing with her and it just, they revoked all of her scholarships. She couldn't transfer any, like she was, it sucks so bad. Despite serious reservations, the student development office decided to readmit you after being suspended when Grace first discovered name, lesbian relationship based largely on profession, perf professions you made to various faculty and staff members that such behavior had not and would not be repeated. James said in the later the letter obtaining by obtained by the highest insider higher education, she said that she simply agreed that she would not engage in any sort of premarital sex while attending Grace. That was like in quotations. The prevailing option is that those professions appear to have been insincere at best, if not deceitful. Like, I know that this is the Capricorn Aquarius in me, um, but thems are feelings. And they are making, they're basically saying, like, we feel like you're lying. That's so fucked up. It's so fucked up. I've had conversations with enough individuals with firsthand knowledge of your behavior to become convinced that it would be impossible for the faculty of Grace University to affirm your Christian character a requirement for a degree conferral. Therefore, it would be unethical for us to readmit you knowing that we could not allow you to graduate. For you, it would be a tremendous waste of time and money. 
So that is what she got. So she had to fucking scramble, get herself out of there. Poor girl. Um, and in the U I believe it was the USA Today article, uh, she was saying no knowingly gay person would ever go to this institution. So she went into this, like, just confused, like, a fucking 18-year-old or whatever. I don't even know her age is really. I was just guessing. But most people are 18. <laughs> so I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Everyone is like that. Where our hormones are at our absolute highest. And we were not allowed to, like, touch anyone. There were so many rules. There were so many rules. <clears throat> This girl just was finding her, she was finding herself, she wanted to play volleyball, and what she saw at Grace was what they did overseas. She, like, loved the the activism, the humanitarianism, and, like, that social justice that they brought. So she was like, okay, this is in Oman, let's do it. She was forced to come out. She was forced to come out to her whole family, the whole, everyone. I, I just want to, like, cry for her because that's so fucked up. Um, they investigated her life. The dean of students called people that knew her asking if she was engaging in same-sex relationships. This, these people were calling random teenagers, 18, 19... Hey, I am the Dean of Women here at Grace University, and I just was wondering if so-and-so, uh, if you've been seeing any lesbian activity. Like, how do they word that? How and why was that even a f embarrassing, uh, how degrading? Uh... <sighs> They blamed it all on the handbook. So at some point, I'm sure I will get into this. I do think that there is a copy online. Uh, I remember this being a very big deal. The handbook was uh, like the Bible, <laughs> whatever. Uh, be, they like cover their asses by us having a signature on this damn thing that we carry around every day. So it was just so gross. So... And, and and like I can I I might be bad at this but I don't know but I can barely find information about Grace University online, but the handbook is one of the things that I think is on there. <laughs> but anyways, she was brought before like a judicial board to decide if she should stay enrolled or not. Like, ah. But yeah, anyways, her now wife ran a petition. Um, Macklemore made this go viral at one of his concerts in, I think it was, I think it says 2012. I can't read my handwriting because I don't know what's happening, but my Apple Pencil is not working. <laughs> it's first world problems here. But yeah. 
So I wanted to bring up that story because that was that was kind of one thing that I was like, whoa, I I had so many traumatic things happen that I think that I've tucked away and and just joked about for years. And I'm I'm just going to start going through it and I'm going to start like talking to all of my friends that I went to school with and start trying to like pick their brains a bit and just kind of see because it's yeah, this place was a cult. They really played it off like it wasn't though. And I'm not trying to like fucking Paris Hilton this right now and I don't I don't give a shit. I'm just talking about my shit. This is what is moving me. This is my passion. This is my fucking feelings and my life. I started this because I fired my therapist and I'm getting this pull, dreams and everything to go through this. So here I am. <clears throat> so I also ordered and have almost read through this. It's a story of grace. Um, I'm going to make a whole separate video on it. This is so ghetto. Every, every page is like fucked. There's pictures in here. There's all kinds of stuff. Um, I cannot believe the shit I'm reading. I'm, let's just say that. I went into this institution feeling so excited for my future, so excited for life. And um, I was in Omaha and I could go to the shows that I wanted to go to and I could um, work jobs, all kinds of different things. I had so many options, I, which I didn't have because I lived in a town of like 200. I don't know. It was fucking nothing. So I was, that was the thing that I was the most excited about and really uncovering this over the past couple of months. It's made me fully realize how really sad it is. Oh, this is going to be an uncomfortable little feeling I'm going to poop out right now. That coming from my childhood, because it was so sheltered and I was grounded and I was treated not the greatest going to grace felt like a fucking walk in the park and i thought i was the shit because i could deal with my parents and they were the worst these people they're fucking strangers they can't tell me what to do I can't like this. Okay. So anyways, I show up to Grace University. I felt like all of the windows were looking at me basically, because that's what I used to do up in my fifth floor. I would just watch all the time. I, I would watch so many things in the parking lot. That's, I mean, that's all I, I undiagnosed ADHD um, grounded my whole entire teenage life, uh, to the point where 
I had no, like, I had nothing, like, took, took my radio, CDs, whatever, out of my room, no TV, take the door off. So I would just stare out the window and think or whatever, you know, and there's a lot of mental fucked upness <laughs> that happened because of all of that. And I'm now past it. And now we are at this point <laughs> to go through what happened in this college. I was only there for a year and a half. So it's not going to be that long, guys, but a lot happened. So I show up on the first day that I get there. I remember having all this stuff. There was like a cart or something that I had. And um, my parents stood. I think they might. They came up once with one load. And then I had my last load. And they stood there and like hugged me and said, I love you. And that was the first time I had ever heard that ever ever from them and I was just so like and then I went up to this room that was so fucking small by the way I wish I knew the fucking dimensions it was so small and I was paired with this girl who was a cheerleader and and I don't mean to be like an asshole to say like, oh, she was a cheerleader, you know, but like, look at me, look at a cheerleader. Why? <laughs> and it was because I got there last minute and they thought that maybe it was okay or whatever. I don't fucking know. But she ended up throwing a, a fucking toaster at my head. Anyways, first day, move in, blah, blah, blah. It was so fucking awkward. Then I, uh, my team lead, which a team lead is someone who is underneath an RA and they are in charge of just the freshmen on the hall. So you would have like maybe like four team leads in a hall and they would get like four freshmen and we would be, the team leads would be in charge of like okay, this is where this building is. Let me show you that. Like, we took them under their wing, you know? So that's, this girl came up and told me, and it was on the first day. She, and, uh, yep, her name's not here right now, and that's okay. Um, And she was like, I'm your team lead. And she explained all of that. And uh, she was like, let me know if there's anything, just if you need to talk, if you need events, if you need whatever, you know? And I was like, okay, cool. Uh, So, Put that in my little back pocket because I am out of school that I know absolutely no one. And I got fucking roommated with a cheerleader. <laughs> um, I remember opening my door and across the hall, the girl's last name was Butts. <laughs> Me being who I am. That was funny. But she was a very grumpy so first impressions of lots of people were very grumpy, did not like me. All like, ugh. Um, I went up to, I don't know why I'm saying up to, because I can't remember what it was like. But I went to the cafeteria and 
I remember going and I was terrified because undiagnosed ADHD, anxiety. This is my first time eating in public with people you don't know. Oh my God. Oh my God. And okay. So first of all, you would like walk through this line where they have like hot foods and stuff. And I was a vegetarian for like all of my life until like five, six years ago. Uh, and so I was like, okay, don't want that. Don't want that. Don't want that. And then I was like, oh my God, they have a fucking salad bar. I was like, fuck yes. So I remember just being so excited to be able to eat a salad bar. And I know that this was paid for, like, this was a meal that I, because I've, I've at this before this, I was homeless. My parents took me to the to the college because they thought that that was what they're supposed to do. Drop their kid off at college. Wish you well. So I was so excited to eat. And um, everybody always talked about like, oh my God, you I gained this freshman 15. I lost so much weight because I was able to finally eat what I wanted for the first time ever. Uh, nobody would ever accommodate that I wanted just vegetarian. So I, for the first time ever, was able to be free. So, oh, that feeling, just the first fucking day going up there. So here I go carrying my tray. And I remember grabbing this purple silk soy milk at the time and being like, yes, because uh, I hated cow milk. Like I hated it. It, bleh. um. And I never went back after that. Like, that was the first time I was introduced into soy milk and almond milk and all of the things. And I, anyways, I'm walking with my tray to go to try to find somewhere to sit down. So, like, imagine total fucking, like, mean girls, you know, looking at this cafeteria. Everybody is just sitting with it. Felt like clicks because they had been here for a couple days or something. And I don't know, people are sitting with their roommates or whatever, but I literally didn't even like, I just met my roommate in passing. I don't even really remember what she looked like. I know she had a lot of makeup on. Like, I don't care. This is who I am. That's all I remembered. So I couldn't like be like, that's my roommate. Cause my parents blindsided me with the whole, I love you thing. And then I had to go up to this fucking, well, it's too much, but me being me, I'm like, oh my God, I have to rush over here and eat right now or I will lose the time because there was only a certain time you could go eat and I will fucking like pass out. <laughs> didn't have a job. I didn't. My dad took my car away. I had a Jeep at the time and I it was in my name and he... would co-signed on it or whatever because I was like not an adult and he took it from me saying that that's he could do that because it was in his name but my I had been making all of the payments on it and he just gave it to my sister and then gave me her ginormous fucking humongous fucking car I don't even know I couldn't I remember not even driving it to Grace and dad had to drive it there. That's why they were both there. They probably both wouldn't have been there. Um, 
because I was scared to drive it. And it was parked for a long time. And then I finally was like, I got to get a job. I got to figure this out. So, and my job was all the way across town on 96th and L. This was on 13th and like whatever. Uh, so I'm not even done. Listen, oh my God. Okay. So have my little tray going to try to sit down. A man stands up, points at me, and says something along the lines like, you are the devil, you need to leave. And I just remember the whole like place going silent. And I, I was so fucking pissed off because I wanted to eat. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember what I know that I just like I just left because what what other choice did I have? Not a single person said otherwise. Then went back to my dorm room, must have ate whatever, I don't know. I know that I I know that I had a shopping trip. Mom like took was like here, let's get you some ramen and some mac and cheese and some toothpaste. You know, like, just the bare essentials shit. And, <clears throat> um, so yeah, I ate that. And then I don't remember, I know we had, like, required, there were so many things that we had to do on this week. And I, I remember trying to get a hold of my boyfriend at the time. And I was sitting on the grass outside of the chapel area because we were doing something outside. I don't fucking remember. I don't know. But there was shade and I was in it. And I, I, I'm pretty sure, I think it was a flip phone I had. I don't, I'm pretty sure. And I remember trying to get a hold of him. <laughs> this, oh, I don't even care. I'm not going to say his name. Um... He decided that on that moment in that day that he wasn't going to talk to me and um, like he made his grandma get on the phone and wow, I forgot all of this until right now. Holy shit. There might have been like a another woman wasn't his mom. I don't think I ever met his mom. He was a troubled kid. I don't know. Somebody else had told me when he was there, because I remember feeling like, oh, he is there, but you're talking to me? What is happening? Uh, that he's gay and we're done. <laughs> so I go back to my room and i just try to like sit there and process and i'm crying cuz i just at this point there's too much happening um my roommate came in and i remember her rolling her eyes at me and like walking out and i uh just was like okay i got to breathe through this and i was really trying to like get my shit together come on we have stuff to do you know and 
I went up to the team or I, I think I, it was, yes, I have a memory of her knocking on the door and opening the door saying, Hey, I was just checking if you're going to whatever this next thing that we were supposed to go to. Um, and she sees me bawling my fucking eyes out. Like I, I was on the floor. I don't know. I don't know. And she was like, oh, what's, what's, what's wrong? Like, I don't even remember if she even said that, but I remember thinking in my head, oh, she literally told me that I could like utilize her for support. <laughs> so I said, and I shit out all of that to her and her face was like, I, I, and she just said, I don't know how to help you. The only thing bad that has ever happened to me in my life is that I didn't win an ice skating pageant. In that moment was when I realized I was not safe. <laughs> that probably wasn't all on my first day. I, I mean, let's be real, but those all, all those events did like pan out that all happened. That is how I was treated. Just abandoned, abandoned, abandoned. Like it was, oh my God. So I guess taking a moment right now to be able to go back to little 18-year-old Claire and be like, holy fuck, girl, that was so much. You did not deserve to go through all of that. And I deserve to be, like, supported? I don't fucking know. But yeah, um... So I remember the rest of the welcome week really being a lot of a blur. And the, like, there was someone that was directly across the hall from me. And then there was, like, somebody that was off one more. And those girls, this girl, her name was Amber. She, like, took me under her wing. And her roommate was Caleb's cousin. You'll find out who Caleb is. One of, he was, is, was, well, I don't know, very pivotal human in my life. <laughs> uh, yeah, but they asked me to go to some concert and I, it was in South Dakota and it, uh, and this ended up like popping up not that long ago with a client uh, Life Light Festival, I think it was called. Um, and it's such a fucking stupid, like, concept. It's just all cement. I don't know. It's hopefully it's changed, but it was just all cement. There was like no, um, no shade. So Claire doesn't do well. <laughs> I had no choice. Um, I had to tassel, remember, for like five years in my uh, teen years. So when I detasseled, I had to wear long sleeves, had to wear a hat, had to like wear a bandana. I had to be fully clothed. Um, I'm a, I, I am allergic to everything. 
and I'm allergic to the sun. The fucking sun. There's nothing in there. Uh Excuse me. So, I uh, went to this festival. Um, I don't remember anybody. I remember the band Remedy. I think they were a local band at the time. I remember they were there. And there was people that were really into them. I didn't really like them that much. <laughs> uh, but I do think that there was some punk band that I enjoyed. But I was always up for concerts. Like, that was my thing. And uh, anyways, this was before school started, okay? And we drove forever, then came back. And when I, we came back, my face was fucked. I had, it looked like ginormous fucking cold sores. But they were like tiny little dots, tiny little pimples, tiny little like... <laughs> Because it was blisters from the fucking sun. First day. First day. I'm a fucking mutant. And I had been called the devil. I had been abandoned. Yeah. I literally have a memory sitting in one of the classes that was in the building with the chapel. And a teacher saying, like, what happened to your face? Like, just fucking that. How interesting right now. I need to take a side note because this is how I figure out me projecting, journaling. <laughs> uh, I just had my whole, my face thing go crazy. And now I just dyed my hair black. I want to just, just say in protest to be like, I fucking am over this. I want my hair the way that I want it. Fuck you, skin. <laughs> Let me do what I want. Because I'm, aller I'm allergic to black hair dye. But so far, I'm okay. And whatever. <sighs> yeah. So, it took couple weeks, months, whatever, to start hanging out with the certain crew of people that I did and find my groove, have my face heal. I hid a lot. I remember not, like, I, like, I didn't drive for a while because I was terrified to drive, so I didn't go look for a job. I didn't feel confident to go into a job interview with my face all fucked up, and yeah. There's one picture. I had just taken a screenshot of it recently. So I want to see if I can show you. But yeah, so that was my first fucking week at Grace. And um, I'm just going to start going through all of my friends and whatever people that want to talk about this and just open-minded I don't know what the fuck is going on and we're having a good time 
but this is I'm I I don't have to say people's names but you can see that my yucky <laughs> black hair though ew ah so Um, yeah, that is how I ended up at Grace. I, uh, the only person that I did know from outside whateverness because of, uh, pit crew, which was a Bible study that I went to with the underground hardcore Christian scene. X, 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 X. <laughs> we were like scene kids, you know? It was so weird. It was called Pit Crew. I it was a cult of a cult, <laughs> but it felt so good. It was with the, like people who look like me, and they liked Jesus, and I wasn't fucking treated like shit. And it was nice, you know. I got kicked out of so many things and so many churches, and just treated like shit. So that was a good place. It was a very safe place for me, and I really grew there. That's why I went to school, was to learn about God, and I had to go outside to actually feel it, I guess, because there was no God in that institution. <laughs> there was. I had a lot of... I there. There's so much. Uh, but yeah, so that is my journey to grace, and I wanted to kind of preface with all of that, And I'm going to put this out there along with another maybe vlog. I don't know. I got my hands in a lot of fires right now. Uh, and then I will immediately release the Jeremiah one. So uh, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this, let me know. Uh, otherwise, I don't really care. I'm doing it anyways. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thanks for going along the Grace University journey. The end. Bye.